Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Bedfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's Off-Track Betting. Go to BedfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Friends, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. We are now in part four of our Alice Cooper era series, and we are covering the comeback era, which goes from 86 to 91. And that is going to be Constrictor, Razor Fist and Yell, Trash, and Hey Stupid. So I'm joined today by special guest Rob, who is a friend of the show and a friend of mine for many years. Say hello, Rob. Hey, everybody. What's going on? So... Why don't you – he's also, I should mention, I should mention he was on our epic, groundbreaking interview with Bruce Kulick, correct? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Had a blast. <laughs> that was awesome. That was. And that was definitely our highest ranked episode so far as far as his listenership. But I got to tell you, I, it, is, it has been so, I guess, rewarding to see the, the number of listens we've, we've had on these Ellis Cooper episodes. And from all over the world, we see people liking us on our page from Germany, from UK, from – Sweden from from everywhere, so it's it's really cool that we've we found that audience. So you guys have definitely hit a nerve, and I, I think you're filling a, a void along with Decibel Geek and Rock Strikes Ten and those kind of of shows, showing that obviously rock is not dead, and people do want to hear it. So I think it's it's awesome, and the show's great. So well, thank you, thank you. You're also a very heavy critic, so it's uh, I always lean on Rob to find out if, if if an episode has sucked or not. Correct. I like to I like to give feedback. Uh, <laughs> I'm not just uh, rough feedback. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm not uh, – I do not mince my words. <laughs> no, you do not. But anyway, so I, I hope to criticize your 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 debut on this, on this show other than – Looking that. forward to it. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, why don't you give a quick summary of what makes you famous? <laughs> famous. I've known Liz Cannon for quite a long time, measured in decades. Yes. We've done some, some previous endeavors on the internet in different ways before. Right now, I am a writer on my own. Pop culture blog, I guess, along with uh, another buddy of mine, Jack Burton. It is Criticult. It's C-R-I-T-I-C-U-L-T. Uh, it's all one word. It's easiest if you just Google it because it's on WordPress and the address is stupid. Right. Yeah, a couple of my posts uh, have been uh, reposted on the Cobras and Fire Facebook page. So, you know, check it out and let me know what you think. Just pretty much like a summary of pop culture, Mo- music, movies, books, yeah, yeah, everything. Yeah, like I did one on, on Force Awakens and just whatever basically strikes my fancy that I want to write about. It's kind of no big deal. It's kind of a hobby. So Exactly. So, yeah, I know you wanted to be part of this episode and why don't you kind of break, yeah. that, break that down and, and kind of give a summary of the era and, and things like that to kick it off. As I said, you know, big fan of the show anyway and have been listening to all the, all the, the, the episodes leading up to this, the other three and have really enjoyed listening to the songs I had never heard before and, and had went back and listened to them on Spotify and, and enjoyed the ones that people were choosing as these the only ones of the the albums that are the quote-unquote shitty ones. Yeah. Well, uh, why don't I jump in real quick? How was – if you can remind me, what was kind of your, like your gateway in? Um, actually, it was in – it was with uh, Friday the 13th Part 6, uh, Jason Lives, the – greatest of the Friday the 13th movies. I think no one would deny that. Um, sure, why not? Which came out in 86. And that was around the time Constrictor obviously came out with the um, the song Man Behind the Mask, which was the end credit song to Friday the 13th Part 6 with Alice Cooper basically singing about Jason Voorhees, which yep. I love cheesy metal songs about horror movies. They're, it's like that and Dawkins' Nightmare – not Nightmare on Elm Street. Dream Warriors. Yep. Just hilarious, awesome, <laughs> stupid, cheesy. I, I just love them. And I thought that song – and I was you know, 12, 13 years old when it came out. Um, I thought that was just an awesome ending for a really funny, you know, good movie. Yep. And, uh, and Alice actually had two songs in that movie because he had that and he had uh, Teenage Frankenstein. Was, which that was, during, was that during the – were they playing that in the mobile – the RV kill, right. yeah, which is like okay. the best scene in the movie, and it it was a really impactful because they're playing it the whole time, and, and the girl's getting killed in the back, and she gets her head shoved through a wall, and you're just like, oh god, and then <laughs> uh, the driver, as it's playing the song, get Jason jams a knife through his skull, and it stops, and you hear the echo of Alice singing "Teenage Frankenstein," and all the music stops, and that name that word just echoes. I'm a teenage Frankenstein. The local freak with a twisted mind I'm a teenage Frankenstein These ain't my hands and these legs ain't mine Got a synthetic face, got some scars and a brace My hands are rough and bloody I walk into the night, women faint at the sight
so kind of what was your first uh because it wasn't the greatest hits. It wasn't the old school. Your first album was it was it trash or was it? It was it was trash, really. I mean, it's like I dug that, but I wasn't really into into going out. I mean, I was still you know pretty young, you know, when that was going on. Limited I wasn't, budget. I really do like it. The whole the one I like least is probably the song trash um, with John Bon Jovi on it. But don't and you? I still like that song. It's just the it's just because it's a little bit different, but it's got a little bit more looser feel to it. Well, plus, I mean, Bon Jovi has a very good question at the end of it, and that is. If my love was like a lollipop, would you would lick you it? lick it? <laughs> I mean, what the hell? Like, yeah, that was all the peak, way to the peak of Greenfield of Center. I think is what Alice says. I think so. Yeah, I don't know. I I do love the whole thing. Yeah, and then Hey Stupid also, uh, which is, I think Trash is better. Hey Stupid is sprawling. He's got so many guest stars and writers. It's still a good album. I just think there's a little bit more of the B sides on it than Filler. Trash. Yeah, which, yeah, which I think is. You know, straight out, just a great rock record. I actually went back after talking right before this. I went back and I, I deleted Hurricane Years and Little by Little, and it takes it down to ten tracks. It's actually better, like that. And uh, yeah, I could probably throw out I don't know one more and everything like that. But if you could put it down to like nine or ten, it's actually pretty solid. I would agree. And those are the two I would lose. They yeah. are yeah. Uh, not good. Not, there's not much going on with them. Dirty Dreams is one that it's it's okay, but it's one of those that just glosses by. I couldn't hum it now if I tried. Right. And I yeah. listened to it literally yesterday twice. Exactly. Yeah, the second <laughs> that second half. And then and then of course the finale. Oh God. Yeah. If we're gonna choose, uh my favorite song is Wind Up Toy. By far. For, for uh, the era? Yeah. Trash overall is my favorite album, but Wind Up Toy is Easily what one of my best one of my favorite songs by Alice right up there with Billion Dollar Babies. I I can listen to that song over and over again. Um, <laughs> I just got to tell, oh, that was disgusting. <laughs> I, I got to tell you a quick story. I want to. Oh, my God, it's still happening. Please, God. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I just died on, on, oh, on, God. on this podcast. So I might cut that out. I might leave that in just depending on if it's. Yeah, who knows? Two, two this, hey, fucking go with it. <laughs> I don't know if you recall this, but it, it uh, both of us went to the fine institution of Purdue, Purdue University. And yes, we did. It, I don't know if you were in my class or not, but there was an assignment where you had to say what you're going to do in the future. And it was worth like, you know, 1% of your grade. And it was such a dumb assignment that I actually basically said, here's what I'm going to do. And I, I, I ended it with like the last verse of Wind Up Toy. I remember that. And I turned it in, and I remember my professor basically got him, like, I think lost. He was like, what the hell is a student? He was, like, scared to death and, like, wrote a letter to, like, yeah. I think it was, Would that like, be the, the, they come here every night, I see them, don't you see them? Yes, and, like, I'm going hmm. to take odd. away my take it's, away my ball now or something. I'm going yeah, to, I have to, I have I have to, to go now, it's bedtime. bedtime. Yeah, exactly. I put that on there, and I, I think I scared scared the teacher. The, the reason I, I choose Wind Up Toys, there's a lot going on with that song. It yeah. is a amazing song uh joe satriani does the solo in it and i I, it's it's got that cool throwback to no more mr nice guy where it's he sings about all these authority figures that are condemning him yeah why Uh, preacher crucifies me warden wants to fry me my dog beat me on the leg today my cat 
got that same thing to it for something that's obviously horrific that he did but don't know what it is so he's in a, a mental institution for it. it it's it's a little bit different from where his normal is because it's it's not about getting out and doing all these things it's about the aftermath of it and it talks about how he's basically been thrown away he's drugged out of his mind he's electroshocked and he's just left a rot inside a mental institution and it's just really fucked up which, which, uh-huh. on, which on the same token, only Alice is like one of the only artists that can pull that out, pull it off in a way that still kind of has that sneer and that sense of humor. Like you, you don't take it too seriously sort of at the same time for me. Yeah, but at the same time, that song has some of the creepiest still lyrics where he does the uh, all my friends live on the floor, tiny legs and tiny eyes. And then he says they're free to crawl under the door, and someday <laughs> soon, so will I. And it's just I like, holy shit! It's it phenomenal. is a yeah, it's a weird song. And he, you know, as he's singing it, you've got this this really big production on it, and then you've also got this this little boy's or who's supposed to be a little boy's voice occasionally comes in and echoes behind it. Kind of Stephen or whatever they want to call it. It is Stephen. I yeah. mean, you find at the end of it, Stephen echoing back to Welcome to My Nightmare. But the cool thing about that is. You get the idea that this is not a man. This is a this is a child, right? That's just basically Alice is his persona. And what I one of the favorite parts in it is the the kind of bridge um, where he's you know I'm lost in a nightmare, shiny white house, drawing rats on the wall, and he sings it. And then at the end, he with the chain to my cell, got my own private hell. He just kind of roars it, and it's one of the only times in the song where he really kind of that rage and anger comes through it's just a, a really phenomenal vocal performance from Alice on that song it's just a fucking badass song there's no way around it voices come from down the hall in my room all painted white I have my
drinking something there what, what do you got there what are you drinking well for the occasion i thought i would get into my private stash of one of only two bottles left of zombie dust from three floyds so i, I am uh, drinking one of those delicious libations possibly in all of indiana too it so could to be that's some bitch is harder to find the gold yeah okay won't we end with uh you basically kissing her ass about what a spectacular podcast we have and we'll go into the rest of the discussion with with baco and joey you have anything to say on that uh, yeah, I mean, the Cobras and Fire bringing the rock uh, back, uh, digging it up, uh, unearthing it, if you will, putting it on the shelf, directing <laughs> nice, everyone's nice eyes and, yes. and ears, <laughs> and uh, demanding to uh, 
to witness the uh, the rock that is there because it is out there, kids, and um, you it's dig. up to you to find it. You got to dig. You got to get out with your trowel and with your hoe and your spade and your you hoe. get out and you get to it and your hoe. Mainly well your hoe. Your yes, hoe will, will help find the rock. Well done. I think that was an excellent summary. And that's it. All right, everybody. Here's the rest of part four with Baco. Joy from Rock Strikes 10 and yours truly. Yeah, okay. I'm ready. I'm ready this time. Uh, thanks again for having me on, guys. No, no, I'm going to start from the top real quick. We'll just flow it. Oh, I'm sorry. Less, I'm sorry less, no, it's sorry. fine. It's less editing for me. Baco's, He's hard to work with. <laughs> Paco's used to this. <laughs> I have a I have a trick for you, by the way, Lewis. I only, <laughs> yeah, I only, give, I only give away tips to people I like. Uh, continue on with Ye- your Yell something guess. really loud. That way, when you're editing it, you see the big spike and you know where to start from. So go ahead. <laughs> Welcome uh, a... <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Cobras and Fire. I'm your host, Luce Cannon, along with the constrictive Baco. How are you, sir? I'm well. How are you? I'm excellent. And today we are joined with by Joey, with Joey, from the Rock Strikes 10 podcast. How are you? I'm great, guys. Thanks once again for having me on. I love the show. I only go on shows I like. 
thanks for having me come on and talk about Alice Cooper. And I'm really excited that this is my uh, gateway era now. So Baco, since uh, it sounds like this is also your gateway era, right? Well, not gateway, but um, let's just say I've definitely absorbed more of this than the the previous years. Cool. So why don't you kick it off to to kind of break down where this era starts and ends and, uh, you know, give us your favorite and least favorite and all that good stuff. All right. Well, um, we're talking about the 80s kind of the comeback era for Alice uh, with starting with uh, Constrictor, I think it was 86, and then Raise Your Fist and Yell, and then, of course, Trash, which kind of blew him back onto the... Uh, the music scene, um, at least you know from a larger point, and then Hey Stupid, and that's where we're ending, right? After that, we correct? Were, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, well, yeah. Uh, I thought, you know, it, it was weird because I was still kind of dealing with a little bit of like, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I always respected Alice Cooper, but I, I just I never really kind of got totally back into him, even during this period, but. Um, I still, you know, Constrictor and Raise Your Fist and Yell were, were very much in the vein of music that I listened to, so I had to have those. Um, Trash I didn't like as much, um, and then Hey Stupid, I, I think it's a pretty good record, but why don't we kick it to our guest to kind of give us a little more detail into this. Joey, what did you think about this here? Oh, thanks, Baco. Like I said, this is where I came in. This is the first released album by Alice where I was aware of his existence, and I was super intrigued. I'd already heard he's back, like I talked about on the uh, first part there. From the Friday the 13th Part 6 soundtrack. Yeah, like Jason Lives. One? Yeah, Jason Lives. That's uh, I, And I like that movie, too. By the That's way. actually the, the only there, Friday. not a bad one of the franchise. Excuse me? Oh, oh my Have lord. Have you seen 7 and 8 and 9 and 10? And... I own every one of them. <laughs> I love You must, I love you must the, watch them like Sharknado, though. You have to. <laughs> <laughs> Do I own Sharknado? <laughs> no, I'm saying you must you must watch them <clears throat> like oh, you're watching Shark, of course, Shark, Sharknado. Yeah. Okay. You intend them satirically, is what you're saying? Yes. Okay. All right. I, I've, I've taken alcohol to many of them. Sometimes I'll say that Jason enough. Jason lives is the one that actually I think knows it's it's a, a, a campy a campy movie. Yeah, I think too. that might have been the first one that kind of embraced it. You're with your baby. You're parked alone on a summer night You're deep in love, but you're deeper in the woods You think you're doing all right Did you hear that voice? Did you see that face? Or was it just a dream? This can't be real, that only happens, babe On the movie screen Oh! 
speaking, speaking of Jason Lives, though, Hard Kate Rock Hodder Summer. was the best. Uh, what's that? <laughs> uh, Hard Rock Summer should have been on Constrictor. I have no idea why they would cut that song off. It's more it's more catchy than almost anything on this record. As a you know, as as a matter of looking back and youth is good, I do like Constrictor with like a thumbs in the middle, kind of going downish a little bit right. at this point in retrospect. But well, some of the songs are so they're very silly and it's hard to take serious. And I I don't think I was at a stage in in, in my life that I could accept it the way it was intended because now I listen to the, the many of these songs. Like throw my gorilla and oh, <laughs> I can't, I can't listen to that song. Throw my gorilla, I, I, throw my gorilla is the worst Alice song that's on an album I like. I, I think that you might be. Oh, right. that on an album you like, or on an album and you like the song? No, 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 no. Like as far as Alice albums, yeah. I have a, I have a least favorite of all time, and I like no songs on it, and we haven't gotten to that one yet. Okay, but. As far as Alice albums that I do like, or at least Thumbs in the Middle like, this is the worst song on any of those albums. Through My Gorilla is like how Kiss fans look at, you know, I don't know, uh, Burn Bitch Burn or She's So European is how I well, view Thrill My Gorilla. It's, it's fucking awful. Those two Kiss songs explains what I'm about to say a little bit better. Thrill My Gorilla made the three songs I picked for this era. Oh my god, you like wow. Throw My Gorilla? I do! I think Great American right. Success Story is better than that's that song. A, that's that a song's song terrible. That's and that song's song terrible. <laughs> well, uh, well since, since we're on this well, right hey, now. It was, it was third, okay? Yeah. <laughs> um, oh. Better than Poison. Uh, no. Oh, no. No, no. no. Anyway, so so going back to Constrictor the, as an album, this song, I mean, I'm mean, sorry, this Look, album. I can finally get a debate going. Yeah, I mean, this album was uh, one of them I came into later, too. I mean, I had like. Like trash and um, actually, I never had trash. I just listened to it at Buddy Minds. But the but hey, stupid, and then went back to this. And there's a couple that I are I don't know that they just they part of this is when this is when uh, Kip Winger showed up, right? Because you can yeah. hear his, his background vocals. Yeah, he's on the whole thing playing all the bass and 
you know, he's definitely a huge part of the band. Kane Roberts, I honestly, you know, love me some Alice, but Kane Roberts definitely carries this album in a certain way. He definitely did co-write a lot of the album, too. And his solos definitely make up for a couple of songs that, that aren't all that great. So, yeah, I mean, at least he came through when Alice didn't. The other song is, he's not with Warner Brothers at this point anymore, correct? Yeah, he's on MCA. MCA picked him up for Constrictor, uh, and MCA only had him for these two records, uh, this and Raise Your Fist and Yell. Yeah, oh, sorry, and, and Trash. My, my, no, 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 sure? sorry, no, sorry. Trash no, no, was no, epic no. Or no, Trash was epic. My bad. Yeah, just the, these two records, yeah. Okay. But yeah, this is kind of the whole thing I'm where... Gonna <laughs> I'm going to play a little bit of that. Interview part. over. Interview I'm going to punch that in a little bit just to see how long you people... Get on uh, the block. My head made a rock. You're telling me that's not worse than I, I do think gorilla. that sounds better. Than, it's not good, but it's better than Throw My Gorilla. Yeah, no, uh, it's... it's Teenage uh, Frankenstein is, is, should never have been a single. It's cheesy. I, I, I Both of his songs that have the word Frankenstein in it aren't all that great. No, they, they really aren't. Love. I, I, don't, I don't get the, the whole... We'll get to that in a second. But, yeah, 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 oh, totally. I can just say it. Like the, Now, does everybody know... Uh, I assume Joey does, but... Baco, do you know that Feed My Frankenstein is just a cover? Almost a note-for-note cover of Zodiac Mind Warp. Which song? Oh, I'm sorry, not Teenage, but Feed My Frankenstein. Feed my Frankenstein. Right. No, you said Feed My Frankenstein. Which Zodiac Mind Warp song? Feed My Frankenstein. Yeah. Is, is that on the the whatever their debut record? I don't know, but I just Zodiac know that it's on it's on YouTube. But they ha- because I remember getting the Hey Stupid album and it said Alice Cooper slash Zodiac Mind Warp. I'm like, what okay. the fuck? What does that even mean? He's changed like three words, but it's exactly it's like the God same gave, song. It's 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 more straight ahead than God gave rock and roll to you, part two. Right. Yeah. Oh, it has less changes than that. Okay. Oh, um, absolutely. Well, it was probably a good uh, career move for Zodiac Mind Warp. Uh, that record by them is brilliant, by the way. Good record.
besides he's back which is a you know a childhood favorite but going back to that album when i finally went back to that album and it took me years to go back to it because i wanted to have a good memory of it still but life and death of the party is a gem that is the true gem on the record in my opinion that's a good one and my other one is uh definitely dripping in 80s but i like crawling and i think part of it because of the that i can hear uh the chorus on it that one's really catchy to me I yeah, that should, that that should have been the single over Teenage Frankenstein. 100%. That's definitely a single. Yeah. Your hair is tangled and your lipstick is gone. You stretched out, calling my name with just your eyes on. We caught each other on our hands and our knees. When I'm an alicat and you're a heart inside of me. But what's that? Okay, so, Baco, you want to hammer down your favorite, least favorite? Because um, you kind of started. Then we yeah, I'll go sideways. Raise Your Fist and Yell, I think, is my favorite record of this era. Hmm. Um, and since uh, I, our guest uh, might walk out, um, no, my, my actual <laughs> pick for, for, for song, although I think we moved the timeline, it's going to come back to me for a song, because we, uh, we, when, I, when I did this, I think I had... Um, uh, the uh, shoot, the last temptation of Alice Cooper in this and, and Lost in America's on that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, come back to me. I'll pick a different song. Okay, go yeah, ahead. We, Joy. We, we still, we still haven't even covered all the other three albums. I think they're worth noting. <clears throat> yeah, talk, so we could talk some more about that before we get into favorites, and you know, if, if that's cool, sure. Uh, but uh, <clears throat> Razor Fist and Yell is kind of different from when I talked about the brother sister records where like one follows the other and maybe the mm-hmm. one that follows it isn't quite as strong. 
song for song, raise your fist and yell, even though it is super campy and super cheesy. And I think Alice is very aware of this because it's kind of like I'm a slasher film now. Right. Uh, but there, there is there is a very decent and and probably possibly maybe even a little desperate attempt at covering Welcome to My Nightmare Again with that three for at the end of the album, you know, which uh, starts off with. Chop, chop, chop. <laughs> not, a, not a great song. Not a great song. No, but I just love the title that it had to put yeah, through. Yeah, chop. Brilliant title. There's not, there's yeah. not many uh, uh, songs that have more than one comma or, or a comma. Yeah. yeah. So you got chop, 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 and then goes into uh, Gale, and then it ends with Roses and, uh, on White Lace, which is a better song than chop, 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 at least. But you know, the, the, effort, the effort was there, and of course, Gale is like years ago, part two from Nightmare, easily. Yeah. So there are certain things about Raise Your Fist and Yell that works way better than Constrictor. And you got and it's the same band. You know, you got Winger. I think it's a much better. You got Ken Roberts, Ken Mary, and <laughs> and Freedom is a super strong song. Another thing that should have been big on rock radio and it wasn't. I saw it on Headbangers Ball like twice. Um but yeah, it's a stronger album than Constrictor, easily, I think. No, absolutely. I, I agree. And yeah, it's the same same lineup and everything, but I'm not that big of a fan of this album, but I will say that it's better than Constrictor for Freedom Alone. I I I yeah. I'd never even this is again one of these that just I didn't have, and part of it was, you know, these two covers of al- album covers I didn't I do not think helped them because compared to the other stuff that came out at the same time, it just looked a little cheap and cheesy just just to yeah. me. Um, yeah, the Constrictor's album cover is way better. I'll give you. <laughs> you, so. you think so? I, I think, I I think, think both so, of them so, have. Yeah. It's so ridiculous, but it's way better than the drawn hand. Yeah, I mean, that, it, it that worked was... at the time. To- I think it worked a little better at the time. It looks terrible now. Yeah, the, the snake thing is just funny. It's like one of those weird exploitation covers right. you see, like on the bad cover compilations out there. <laughs> but, I think I assimilate these records together so much because I, I confuse the covers in my head. Um, but yeah, the constrictors where he's like eating the snake and the, it's yeah. his face on a fist or something like that on race uh, and maybe yeah. joe you can qualify this what the hell was was prince of darkness that was like half of both albums or some kind of what was oh, that? was that yeah. for the movie or what was that yeah, for? well i think it was written for the movie specifically i'm not talking I, about the song i'm talking about the album that they had like an album called oh prince of darkness. yeah prince of darkness is is a contractual obligation for mca it's the best of those two records okay it's it's like you know honestly that that's not a bad way to go you know, yeah. and they throw in a quote unquote live version of Billion Dollar Babies in the middle of it. Right. Which is well, basically when he re-recorded Generation Landslide for Special Forces, which is a highlight easily of that. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. It's, I forgot that that was on that. Yeah, yeah. Right. it's a it's a poor man sequel because the original is so amazing. But at least it, it's it's better than anything else that's on that record. But the, he did a, the similar thing with Billion Dollar Babies. But that live version on Prince of Darkness of Billion Dollar Babies it's really cool. So uh, you want to you want to put a little shine coat on Billion Dollar Babies if you're a little bored with it. Check out that version. It's really cool. I will. Like I, that's the one that I just was bizarre when I looked at the track listing. But now I'll, I'll, I'll look it need, up online. Yeah, for completists only. For yeah, completists. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we keep bouncing around. Do you do you have your your favorite yet, Baco? Or, or oh yeah. Um, well, it was going to be either Hey Stupid or Freedom. I think after listening to you guys talk, I will Freedom. Excellent. That was my pick, too, for this era as well, so that makes it easy. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a law per- 
There's not a lot to talk about trash in this. You know, it's the big comeback. I mean, Poison I, I don't really get it, though. That, that seemed, I don't know, it just seemed manufactured. I mean, it, it was, everything about it was blatant. I mean, like, even he no, said. No, I meant the comeback. Yeah, like, it just it, it just seemed anticipated. Like, this we this is going to happen, whether people like it or not. People are going to like it. Well, I, just, I mean, the first, the, 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 the constrictor was the, the comeback. I mean, the attempt. 
to it, it was, was it was the sober comeback. I mean, like it was him coming mm-hmm. back to the stage, coming back and putting out an album that you know had a better push. You know, because Warner had given up on Alice when he had given up on himself. Right. So at least MCA gave a little bit of a push, but MCA, you know, they didn't. Mar- they may not have even had like that kind of money to market him. But yeah, now it's not. It's night and day with Trash because you got Sony, one of the biggest labels in the world. You got Desmond Child co-writing every I, song and producing it. Yeah, and then you got oh, people it? like yeah. He, he, he wrote all ten songs, and I, I just think that 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 basically is a Desmond Child album. I wonder how much Alice was involved with it versus it. You know what I mean? Tons of guest stars. That was the thing. You you can definitely hear uh, his cynicism is still in this record, but right. I think he was being steered more for sure stylistically. Absolutely. But it's like, let's see if we can make a Bon Jovi production with Alice, <laughs> you know, with the Alice sneer. I yeah. mean, even bringing in Bon Jovi. I mean, basically almost everybody in Bon Jovi guests on this album at one point or another, uh, you know. But and that's not me bashing the record. It's it's a sign of the times. Every, everybody was using Desmond Child. If Aerosmith can come back from nothing and score hits with Desmond Child, of course Alice is going to work with yeah, him. No, of course it, the label I, is going to I'm not a basher of Desmond Child. I I have a lot of respect. Well, so do uh, I. But I've never seen... what he was a ma- managed to do. Uh, I just don't think this album is any good. I don't care who he works with. Uh, bring in different songwriters. Everybody does but, it all the but time. But I've never seen any other album that every single song was written by him. Yeah, that's think. true. It's it's very interesting. That's why I remember was I was fascinated by it. Not to interrupt you, Joey, but I am no, going no, to. No, no, The um, well, you give him five hundred thousand dollars. You better show up with ten songs. <laughs> <laughs> they got, um, but like there's there's some ones on here I did I did not like this at first, especially because again my blueprint was not this era. It was the old school stuff is how I came into it. But then and when I come back to it, like I think House of Fire is a good song, super I, strong. I like. Um, I'm Your Guns like, oh, is probably yeah. my least favorite one. But Better Nails, uh, Why Ken Trust Roberts, You. Ken Roberts came back for Better Nails. And if you were a circus or metal edge reader back in the day, yeah. you might recognize the name Guy Man Dude. Yeah. Who uh, guest solos, I believe, on I'm Your Gun. So, I mean, like, you just check out the credits. is fun. The greatest just, stage names of all time. Guy Man Dude, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But um, and I get. I mean, listen, Poison's not my my favorite song, obviously, but I get the fact of why it's a hit. And uh, I don't. It's very. Ca- I, it's very. It's it's super catchy. It's. I think it's like so are candy bar commercials. It doesn't mean no, good. But, but they. But I will tell you that if you listen to Poison and listen to Snakebite on the next album, they're the same song. That that's true. There is some. There is some trying to replicate trash. Yeah. Uh, but I guess we can lean into this. I will say just for the record, I do like Poison. I do love House of Fire. Was happy to see it back in the set list last year. And uh, a few title track's ago. good. I like the title track. Socialize all those eyes. 
Track's good. It's it's fun to hear John cut loose. I'm sure he was happy to do it. John Bon Jovi, yeah. and Hell Is Living Without You is the gem that no one talks about on that record. Go check that one out again. Uh, but Hey Stupid, uh, much like Razor Fist and Yell, not not a bigger hit than Trash by nope. far. I don't think Hey Stupid even broke top twenty in, on the album charts. Trash broke, like, I think, top ten records and top five single with Poison. Uh, hey Stupid comes along during that year that everybody qualifies. Well, this era was coming to an end. And yes, it was commercially. Hey Stupid is a far superior album to Trash. As a matter of fact, right. oh, I will yeah. go ahead and say, with the exception of something like a Dada or even from the inside, Hey Stupid is the most misunderstood and underrated Alice Cooper album of all time. It's got some great. Go ahead, Baco. Sound like you're ready to pipe in. No, no, I was uh, listening. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree that it's a much superior album. I just this was a funny um, time when when the, when he was on this label. They just were just. I th- was he on the same label for Last Temptation as well? Or yes, not? E- Epic okay. did those three albums. Makes yeah. sense because they had you know obviously they had Chris Cornell on that one too, and you know yeah. as far as a guest and everything. But they were just loading him with people. Um, oh man, this thing! I mean, if you think Trash has a lot of people on it, more <laughs> I know. But like, yeah. there's there's definitely stuff I I, I like um, a little more but, than than. Go ahead. But it's more of an Alice album, despite yes, the fact that 100%. it has more guest stars. It's more Alice, and that's yes, what we yes. that's what fans wanted, and I know I appreciate that. Um, like <clears throat> the singles on this was obviously "Feed My Frankenstein" because of uh, Wayne's World and stuff, and yeah. um, "Hey Stupid." But I, I really liked as far as the singles. "Loves a Loaded Gun" I thought was oh. a great, great song. It's just a cool. Right. It could have been by. It didn't have to be by Alice even. It was just a good, yeah. good song. Someday they'll put me in a squad car. Someday they'll throw away the key. But till that day I'll be a mad dog Cause that's what you taught me to be
I'll, I'll go on a little bit of a tangent here. I we talked about only women bleed, but all the other ballads we haven't really talked about. Man, that guy can do a ballad. I don't care what people expect of him as far as his persona. That guy's got. I some never of the cry. Greatest. Are you kidding me? I never, I never cry. <laughs> you and me? me. Come on, you and me. How are you gonna see me now? I forgot to bring up you and me. I love that song. That is a beautiful fucking song and one of the f- most fun songs I've ever learned how to play on guitar. I still pick it up and play it because it's just gorgeous. Great arrangement.
How you gonna see me now is one of the most heartbreaking songs ever written of all time, you know. And you even get up to "Hey, stupid!" Or, Only my heart's talking on on trash. I felt that when I was in puberty, you know. And "Die for You" was pretty cool too. <laughs> you got to follow up for that one. <laughs> yeah. that's not the only. You're gonna do dude, a boner dude, joke. If you were making mixtapes in 1990, <laughs> that was a jam, man. You know, you got Steven Tyler yelling at the end of it. I mean, come on. We we glossed over that, you know. It's Joe Perry and Steven Tyler on that record. But dude, yeah, Die For You is cool. Should Probably should have been a single, but might as well be on Mars. I'll just go ahead and say that's my pick the whole era. Might as well be on Mars. Not only is it in my top five Alice songs ever, I think it's Alice's favorite lyric of all time. And once again, a Dick Wagner uh, composition along with Alice. And Child. 
Yeah, Child did co-write that. Thank you. And I don't know who did what, but what other song is this epic? And it has a fucking double chorus. I don't even think Jim Steinman could ever approach something like this. No, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a massive song. Plus, the, I'm assuming that Dick Wagner plays guitar on it, that middle part. I don't know that. I don't know that he. I don't know that he plays it. I know Steph Steph Burns played pretty much all the lead on on the record. I think, and uh, from I know there's like you know Steve Vai, Joe Satriani, Vinnie Moore. They all play on it, but I think Steph Steph Burns. I think Petrelli was gone by then, Uh, but yeah. I mean, just it's a perfect freaking song. That's another song I could play for people that like. Wow, didn't expect that. Might as well be on Mars and the Hey Stupid record across the board for me. City streets are wet with rain tonight The taxi drivers swerve from lane to lane Lonely guitar man playing down the hall Midnight blues coming through the wall Tried to call you on the telephone I left it off the hook Just to hear it ring You told me you were better off alone I never knew that tears could sting I'm on the road I'm out. 
So, since we're on yours, so your favorite is that, and what's your favorite and least favorite album? I think we already hey, know the least. <laughs> hey, hey, Stupid Constrictor. Cool. What about you, Baco? Um, well, my favorite, I think I didn't already cover that. It was, you covered uh, your, your song, but not the albums. All right. My favorite is Raise Your Fist and Yell. Okay. Um, and my least favorite is Trash. Got it. Yeah, I'm going to go with... Uh, you know, I'm going to go with, with Wind Up Toy because it was the, his most crazy ass, uh, you know, back old evil song. And it frightened and, me. And, <laughs> this one didn't frighten me because there's no blood. Yeah. And supposedly Alice wrote that about Steven Tyler. Fun fact. Inter- what? I don't even understand that. How could it be about I read, him? I read that in a Rip Magazine interview. He just uh, likened Steven to a guy who doesn't stop moving around and he's a wind up toy. So he kind of turned it into what if he went insane? <laughs> basically gotcha yeah i probably would say say freedom it's tied between that and freedom but since that was already picked i'm going with that wind up toy favorite album during that is i would say yeah hey stupid and least is constrictor yeah yep good man all right friends thanks for listening we really appreciate it next up era number five 
what we are calling the Morality Era. We're covering Last Temptation, Brutal Planet, and Dragon Town. We'll see you next time. Your cruel your blood like ice. One look could kill my pain. Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years' experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I 270 and MD 85 in Frederick, right next to Long Shots Off Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1 800 Gambler. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All because of a fancy bike? Not just bikes, we also make a rower. Have you ever tried to row? Too hard. Not with Form Assist. It actually teaches you how to row. So it doesn't matter if you're a first-time rower or a seasoned pro. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try the Peloton Row risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.